Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Louis Foyer, and welcome to My Business is Your Business. You know, for probably close to 40 years, I've been talking about the customer, and I've kind of changed the name because I used to call them patients. But you know, this is one of the largest industries in the world. More people spend money on healthcare than anything else, larger than their house, a vacation, and so they're interested really in the same things I'm interested in. But today's program is unique. It's unique because we're having an inside view and an inside conversation with people we usually don't get to talk to. And what we've had to do, we've had to almost cross the universe to get to our guest today. And so we'd like to welcome to our program, and I'm honored to welcome, is Dr. Ellen Wokey from Barcelona, a neurosurgeon who I met actually through LinkedIn because I was impressed, not because of his surgery, I haven't had that just yet, although he said he can get me a new brain if, I, if this one wears out, but just in case, I was impressed with his perception of the entire healthcare industry and the relationship to the patient. So welcome doctor, great to have you with us. And so you can share some perspectives but what I'd like to begin is to, for you to just tell us a little bit about yourself uh, from reading your background, your physician part world traveler. It's a little confusing. You've been in so many great places. Tell us about what you're doing in Barcelona. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much, Luis. I'm very, very happy uh, to be here. Uh, I'm very, very opportune to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm a neurosurgeon. I'm Dr. Ellen Wilk. I'm a neurosurgeon. I've been opportune to be in many places, in many countries. In fact, almost all the countries, um, almost all the continents, except like Asia for, for the moment. So uh, I'm a neurosurgeon. I mean, I work in uh, Techno Medical Center, which is one of the most important uh, private uh, clinics, private hospitals in, in, in Europe. And I've been there for some time now. And apart from that, I'm a co-founder of Dokotao Health. Uh, we have Anam, which is uh, the Dokotao Health Foundation that's, that are uh, helping many people in need, especially in Nigeria. And apart from that, we realize projects. I'm also a, a Rotary Club member in our Rotary Club member. In fact, we are organizing a, a project in Nigeria for women and youth empowerment. So that's what I do. Let's go back a minute. How from Barcelona are you helping the people in Nigeria? Okay, uh, we have a team. I, I always work with a team because I believe a lot in teamwork. Okay, so we have doctors in, in many countries. We have some doctors in the US, we have doctors in Ireland, and of course in Nigeria. So um, I, I go to Nigeria once in a while. And when I'm not there, we try, we have a website that patients can reach to us. So uh, thanks to the internet, uh, we can just bridge the distance. So that's how we try to communicate with the patients. So it looks like you have used this technology before the days of a pandemic, correct? Exactly, exactly. A little so ahead they, of it. Exactly. Ahead of your time. Uh, you know, one of the things, <laughs> that I hope you can explain to us, is what are the challenges patients face when they come into the healthcare arena, they come to see you or your clinic? What are they faced with? Okay, uh, in most cases, uh, 
what we've noticed is that um, the, the, the relationship with the patient and the doctor is still in, in most cases obsolete, okay? Uh, the diseases have not really changed, okay? If you have fever, fever is the same like last year or hundred years ago. It's still, uh, um, if you have headache, headache has not really changed. Uh, humans have not really evolved, but healthcare has evolved, okay? And doctors also have evolved. So sometimes when patients come to the hospital, they are like lost. They don't know what to do. Sometimes right. they don't understand the doctor or they don't understand the treatment. And so we, we try to bridge this gap, okay? We try to help the patients get the optimum treatment okay? and, uh, and have the best experience. And, and how, does that, how does that work when you first come to your office? Okay, so when, when they come to the office, most times uh, uh, if, you, if, you see, if you see a discharge summary, discharge summary is what the doctor gives you when you go home. Okay, this is more or less the same worldwide. So if you just get any discharge summary, you understand how doctors communicate to patients. Okay, so this is a two-way thing. When you are going to a doctor, you want your, the doctor to get your disease and give you the best treatment. So you have to help the doctor. While the doctor is helping you, you have to help the doctor. So as soon as a patient is coming in, I have some information about the patient. Well, if it's an emergency, I'll try to have as much information as possible. But if it's in the outpatient clinic, I have some information about the patient, okay? So this information can be like personal information, can be the age, the name, where the person is coming from, okay? So now we move to our plan. There are, we have a, a team that is in charge of getting this information and helping the patient come to the doctor. So when the patient comes to us, we, we, do, uh, we go to our plan, like I said before, and the plan is to give the patient the best treatment. That's the objective. So let's just say that we are here, okay? We are in point A and we want to get to point B. Point A is the patient with the problem and point B is the optimum treatment. So we just have to go straight to give the patient the optimum treatment. How do we do that? I understand you have um, uh, 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 people from sales and marketing and, and there is something they can learn from doctors, okay? So what really happens is communication is very important and communication is not talking, communication is listening. Okay, so we listen to the patients. This is very, very important, okay? Now, and also communication is verbal and extra verbal, okay? So when the patient is coming, we, already, we are already looking at the patient. The patient, <laughs> yeah, the patient believes that he or she is looking for an expert. That is the doctor. So that is why perception is very, very important. So what, what about, I mean, what about, a lot of our people are listening are salespeople. What about that okay. lady in the window in your office who's so unfriendly? I mean, what are we, okay. we going to do with her? I mean, are those people trained when they come to you and that window opens and I'm here to see the doctor? And, you know, sometimes it starts right there, doesn't it? I don't know about yeah. your office, but are you training yeah. the whole staff? Do they have the same thoughts you do? Yeah, we, the, the, the staff, they have the training to, care, to cater for the patient's needs, okay? Because the most important thing is to see, to, to, 
meet the needs of the patient. There are some patients that doctors say or health workers say they are difficult. There are some patients that they are easier, you know. It's, it's more of communication. But the objective is still the same. So Regardless of who they meet. Exactly. Independent of which, which patient is coming to us, the objective is still the same. And sometimes you, you, you can't just meet the needs. There are some diseases that are difficult, you know, to, to treat. So sometimes you can, but in most of the cases, you try to give the patient the optimum treatment, independent of who the person is, how the person is. Right. You, try to, you still use the same plan. Now, how accessible are you? How accessible should physicians be? <laughs> that, that's... Well, the physicians should be uh, like the hospitals is, I, I usually say that the hospitals is like a church that never closes, okay? So it's always, it's always on. Our, our computers, that they are always on. So um, the physician is, is not a computer or a physical computer, but he's, he has a brain and he sleeps. So, but most times uh, I'm accessible. Uh, you can assess me on, through email, you can call me on phone, I'm on LinkedIn. And most doctors are leveraging technology so that they can be also accessible. So I can call you directly? Yes, when you have, if you go to our website, you see a number, but when you call me, you just get to the, to the secretary. Answering service. Yeah, so uh, if you get from the secretary, from my secretary, they'll just pass to me. If, if it's very important, uh, we'll schedule a visit, okay? So we can do some call, uh, maybe because of coronavirus, you do some call, you don't need to see the doctor. So we see, I see patients from, from most countries and I'm quite accessible. And you call me back on the weekend? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, most times it depends on the case. Most times we work from Monday to Friday. Okay. So depending on the case, uh we we can call in the weekend or if it's uh, we, we even operate in the by weekends now how do you how do you engage the family what role does that relationship play in your care okay the the the, the family of the patient you mean yes okay so like i said before communication is just is just very very important in this case so whenever um uh, most patients that come, maybe they just come with maybe a family member, okay? But when it's surgery, when it's something big, many of them come. Uh, well, because of this coronavirus, we just have only one, one, one family member. So we try and tell them everything that they need to hear. Okay, we don't normally go to the, uh, the, 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 the skills and techniques or whatever. Right. Yeah, we just try to speak to them in a way they understand. And, and most times you learn this in medical schools and, uh, and, and training. Now, I, I did some research on patient engagement. People say sometimes it's the language issue. Sometimes it's the technology. I mean, everybody has excuses why we can't engage. Uh, what's the hardest thing to engage? Is that they don't have a phone to use or you're, I mean, <laughs> Why are okay, some of the relationships with patients not very good? Yeah, there, there are, there are, it depends on the case. Every case is quite different, okay? And I believe this happens a lot in healthcare. Um, and I believe that uh, in as much as 
other other industries has to learn uh, from healthcare. Healthcare industry is supposed to learn from other other hospitals, other other industries. Uh, um, there, is a, there was a, a book that Fred Lee wrote, and if Disney ran your hospital, that's quite interesting. Yes. So maybe we'll have to learn some things from Disney, maybe, and maybe Disney can learn something from us. So uh, once we understand that we are looking to, you are meeting someone's need. Okay, once we are enthusiastic of meeting someone's need, we'll find a way to meet to that, to, to, to cure that disease. So it's quite difficult, okay? Sometimes it's quite, it can be quite difficult because it, the, the, more, uh, the more people believe in you, the more calls you get and it can be quite overwhelming and you need a team, okay? So, but we try as much as possible to talk to patients in a way they will understand, which is very important. Okay, if like like some of our, our patients, we try to make them understand. Okay, if they don't understand what we're saying, they can call us again. We have a team that works with uh, quality control. Okay, this 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 unit is very important to make sure that patient loyalty is is attained. So with this, we try. It's not just the doctor doing the work. There are a lot of people that are doing the work. It's interesting about the patient's reality. Mm. Is that a problem having them really understand what is their reality? Uh, you mean in the case of the disease, if it's a terminal disease? Yeah. Well, you're a neurologist and I'm thinking most people yeah. have, I mean, you're in a, you're talking about stuff most people are not even gonna understand. Is that a bigger challenge for you than someone who's a maybe a dermatologist and you go and you kind of just you just see it on their face versus what you're trying to do? Yeah. So so the thing is, um, uh, um, well, we see some patients that maybe have brain surgery and you have to operate them. So it can be quite catastrophic for some people. Okay, humans are different, and the way you assimilate news can be will, will also be different. Okay, so. Um, most times we, we are prepared for that, okay? You, you learn how to communicate. You learn how to read the patient's face. You learn a bit about the patient. There are some patients that want to hear everything and there are some patients that don't want to know anything. So you just yeah. respect the patient, yeah. So is that one of your recommendations? I mean, it's an interesting comment to read the patient's face. Yeah. That sounds like a great starting point. Yeah. Are we you reading your to... face at the same time? <laughs> Sometimes you can make mistakes, but there are some things that everybody might know. Was it, you, you, if you see someone that is happy, you, you should know. You don't, you don't need to be in, in the US or in Nigeria or in China. If you see someone that is angry, you will know in, in, in some cases. But um, this psychological part is very important. The psychological part is very important. And talking with the patient is also very important. But in most cases, in most cases, some patients won't want to know, and you have to know how to say that to them. Okay, because one thing is having a, a brain tumor, okay, which is bad news. But what you don't want is to have two diseases, okay, maybe brain tumor and depression. 
Okay, so you just have to have one disease and cure that disease. So the transmitting the information is also very important. Yeah, we have a lot of doctors in the States that don't, when we go to them, they don't look too happy. <laughs> is it our government? Is it the paperwork? Is it the electronic medical record? Is it too many patients in a day? I mean, I don't want to say it's all the patient, but I mean, the doctor's life here, I don't know how it is in Barcelona, it's not, not as easy as it appears. Um, maybe yeah, that's why yeah. a lot of them work for clinics. I mean, it's yeah, I, I believe. I believe um, um, it's more of frustration, uh, frustration, and maybe the system, uh, the workload, uh, the stress, financial uh, problems, and some some have family problems. Okay, if you are if you are if you're a doctor and your partner does not understand, you have to always go to the hospital or something like that. It can cause some family problems for you, and all these um, just come together, okay? Uh, some, some of them have kids, some have to pay the mortgage. They have to also have some good life. So when they are not meeting their needs, so the frustration can come in. And unfortunately, um, you don't want to see a frustrated doctor because, um, <laughs> because uh, <laughs> so it's not, it's not that good. So we have to keep them happy. Well, we don't want to see an unhappy nurse or an unhappy clinician. <laughs> and we, we kind of teach them to, when someone says, how are you? Just say fine, because you could end up with a whole story. Exactly, uh, exactly. There, there are lots, lots of things involved. Um, or, or, and sometimes it's also the workload. Okay. So there right. are lots of things in every society is more or less, um, it's a bit different, but there are lots of things involved. And uh, if uh, these people are very important, uh, we have to understand the work that they are doing and we'll try as much as possible to keep them happy. So what would you recommend as we close? I mean, <laughs> we've got listeners who are hospital administrators and home care directors and nurses and their caseloads are huge. They want to engage the patient. Um, you know, we tell them to, to look at the Zoom, to look at all these wonderful opportunities. Um, but why is it important that they even bother doing that in this day and age? I don't understand. Why should they build a relationship with the patient? Is it good for business? Is that, do you find that from a business point of view, there's any value to that? Okay. Um, uh, well, one thing is uh, the healthcare industry um, is different from other industries because it's about other industries might say customer, okay? The, the, uh, 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 the healthcare industry is about, is about patients. So it's about people's life. So um, most people, most healthcare professionals, they are looking at that people's life. They are, they are not happy when they make mistakes. They are not happy when someone dies, okay? They are patient, okay? Some of them, I, I won't say for everybody, but most of them are not happy with an, someone, when someone dies, they try to, to help, okay, that person. So that, that is the number one reason why many people study medicine, okay? Or go through hardship, go through a lot of stress just to start helping people. If you want, you can start helping anyone, and, but yes. if you want to go into medicine, it's, it's a tough journey. 
So some of them, even in med school schools, uh, I don't know what they are teaching them now, but I still believe they're still the same. They, they are not teaching you that you are going to get money. They are teaching you that you are going to help people. As in, you're not help, helping someone to make money. You're not helping someone to give him what he wants. You are helping the person with what he needs. Okay? Now, uh, now but when you come down the road, when you graduate, you will see that it's a bit different, okay? You have a lot of bills to handle. So uh, patient relationship is very important for you to grow. Because if you have good patient relationship, doctor-patient relationship, uh, you have more referrals. And the more referrals you get, you have the more patients you have. And the more needs you meet of those patients, the more successful you become. So that's just it. That's why they have the, the relationship is very important. And I think I think what you're doing is opening our eyes that there's two there's two complete areas. One's that whole clinical area and reaching the right outcome, and then the business area that the value of the relationship literally generates more customers. Um, and, and it's so great to hear that from from a physician who's looking at both sides. Um, and I think sometimes we don't. I think it's great to hear the clinical piece but I don't think they understand the value of just what you're saying or, or clinicians get that, that that positive relationship is so important um, because it, it's, it's the best PR you have. Um, yeah. Um, so as we look ahead to the future, I, you know, I can't negate we've had a pandemic. Um, how has that changed your business? I'm, I'm, I'm just curious how it impacts the physician. Okay. So, uh, the only thing that is constant is change, okay? Um, the coronavirus has done a lot of damage. Uh, we are having few patients since March last year. And, and speaking of March last year, uh, uh, on the night of, of, on the 11th of March, uh, Dr. Tedros Adnanom Gebrezus of the World Health Organization declared pandemic, uh, declared coronavirus a pandemic. That was exactly uh, uh, one year ago. And a lot has changed since then, a lot. So right now in the hospitals, we have fewer patients, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, because maybe people are not like active like before. And in fact, the, the type of patients have changed, okay? They have switched. There are some specialties uh, that have more patients and other specialties like ours in neurosurgery we have fewer patients okay so my, like my friend that is a, a, a psychiatrist and the friend is psychology they have more patients he's busy <laughs> he's quite busy so so it has changed a lot but um we also as uh, doctors we have to adapt to the change okay um i believe the coronavirus has done a lot of uh, harm okay it's quite unfortunate a lot of people have died and that's we are speaking people are still suffering and uh, it will come to an end i believe and uh, and everything will come back to to the new normal okay but i don't know when that that, that is going to happen <laughs> so uh, right now we are having like i said before we're having less lesser patients as in terms of neurosurgery totally and lesser accidents people moving around so lesser accidents I thought as a neurologist, you'd have a crystal ball. I thought you were. Uh, a neurosurgeon, neurosurgeon. Neurosurgeon, uh, you, but, so you don't have that crystal ball I was counting on. Uh -huh. 
Uh, well, we thank you for your insight. Um, and I hope all of our listeners will, will take this program, share it with your staff. I mean, to hear the perspective from Dr. Ellen Wilkie, I think is really, it's, it's enlightening. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, think, I think we just don't get a chance to hear there's another side, there's people that actually care in spite of all the work, in spite of all the pressures, um, that patient engagement, I think he's verified, um, this doctor certainly verified exactly what, what probably millions of other physicians are thinking, but we just don't hear it. So doctor, I thank you. And I invite all of you to, we do have a YouTube channel, My Business is Your Business, under my name, Lewis Foyer. You can see the video. Um, you also can follow Dr. Ellen Wilkie at on LinkedIn. Please follow him. He's got some wonderful articles and information. I find them all enlightening. Um, to be honest, I sometimes get the feeling they're not written by a doctor. I don't mean to make that. Uh, it's certainly a different perspective. He doesn't, you know, tell you all about your neurons and everything. It really talks about relationship, and that's what attracted me to you. So please, I hope all of you will sign on and follow him. Um, uh, if you want to go visit him in Spain, I'm sure he'd, he'd open up uh, his clinic and you could see him. So, uh, Dr. Elmoki, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lewis. I'm very, very happy to be here. And we hope to have you back again on some other topics and we can share with our audience. Have a great day. Thank you. Okay. Lewis My business is your business. Thank you from Spain and from the United States. Have a great day. Bye-bye now. Have a great day.